Captain America Civil War. Can we as reviewers agree that it's a great movie? Or will this cause a bit of a scuffle? I'm Mike. And I'm Darren. And this is Pop Scores. Podcast, and today we're going to be talking about Captain America Civil War. And as always, I'm Mike. And I'm Darren. Captain America Civil War, Darren. We've been waiting for this one. Well, well, I mean, for as long as it got announced, and we. Oh, okay. When the uh, the pre production stuff started coming through, and we learned about the size of the cast, Sans, Thor, and Hulk, it's basically mm-hmm. everybody. Uh, it's been impressive, and then of course the big news of Spider-Man. Yeah, uh, we got super excited about that. Yeah. That was one of the best days leading up to this movie. Magnificent day, a magnificent day, and now it's here. And I feel like that uh, in the last few weeks of its sort of like its hype, it started to reach a plateau mm-hmm. where it couldn't be any more hyped. Unlike Avengers: Age of Ultron, which continuously just sort of like it's yeah. coming, it's coming. Captain America just reached a plateau and just like yeah, it's another. Captain America movie, and mm-hmm. we've seen all the characters in the trailers, and yeah, yeah, no surprises. Mm-hmm. But Darren, yes, did this movie surprise you at all? A few times, yes. And on the whole, you feel like it is really good. Yeah, oh, I did man. enjoy that. I I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that this is in the top three MCU movies, which is really hard for me to admit because I. Completely love the Avengers, the original, mm-hmm. to the moon and back. I love the Guardians. We get it, Michael. You like Guardians Thank of the you. Galaxy. Thank for that. And Winter Soldier is, of course, thematically just one of the best movies yes. in the MCU canon. So for the Russo brothers to come out, not only on a direct sequel to the Winter Soldier, but also as a follow-on from the events of Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. and a culmination of everything that's happened so far, uh, sort of like reaching back to the original Avengers with the tensions in the team there... I'm surprised at how amazing this film is. I don't think I'd go so far to say amazing. I think I'm probably going to be a bit more hot on this movie. I than really you, which makes like a nice change. Because yes. the last couple of movies you have been more hot on, mm-hmm. which has been good. So I, I get to have my little nergasm moment, which is great. That, that, don't get me wrong, I, I'm going to enjoy most of the same points that you did. I, I just. There's something specific I'm going to get into. Okay. That I, I feel there was some really good work done on the character side. But I think the story lacked a little bit of, of specialness, a little bit of, okay. of something, something. That's um, interesting. But overall, just straight off the bat, go watch this movie. Yeah. You do need to have watched pretty much all of the Marvel movies. I think you could get away with watching uh, Avengers 1, uh, Cap 2, and Avengers 2, and still kind of get what's going on. Because most of the main players appear in those three movies. Okay, you're probably right there. You, you couldn't watch the Captain America movies as a trilogy, really, though, without without the Avengers movies in there. Yeah, you have to. You'd have to watch it as sort of like a set of five. You'd have to go Cap One, Avengers, Cap Two, Avengers Two, yeah. Cap Three. That's what you'd have to do. And and but then again, the same thing goes for the Iron Man trilogy. Yeah, yeah. By the way, Captain America trilogy. All over the Iron Man trilogy. Yeah. Not even a contest. Yeah. Um, Whereas Iron Man was like a steady decline into very poor quality. Captain America started pretty damn good and has gotten astronomically better. Yes, I will go with that. Well, let's talk about the captain up front. Yep. Did you think he was a dick? No. Me neither, but a lot of people did. I don't get why. 
My girlfriend in particular, her first thought when the movie ended was, Captain America's a dick. I went, but he's the captain. Yeah. He can't be a dick. It's not in his DNA to be a dick. No, he's a man of manners and morals. He's He is the, the greatest American to ever have lived. Mm-hmm. The greatest America to ever have murkered. <laughs> That's Captain America. That's that his, is Captain America. He's the golden boy. That's that's his whole shtick. Well, he's shticked in his movies that the Sokova Accords come into play after some um, well, after the many and various shenanigans of the Avengers, um, in particularly sparked off by an incident in Lagos in Nigeria where the um, Centre for Contagious Diseases, a UN building basically, is kind of accidentally blown up by Scarlet Witch. Uh, it still would have been blown up had she not done anything. Yeah. But she just moved the explosion to a just, higher point of yeah, the building. Yeah, just put it further up as opposed to on the ground floor, where it probably would have caused a bit more damage. Yes. But anyway... <laughs> this is the straw that breaks the camel's back, and um, General Ross from the Hulk movie came in and... Um, yeah, I'm surprised William Hurt returned for this. I'm really surprised. I'm glad he did, though. I'm glad it did. It, it gives the Incredible Hulk movie more purpose, retrospectively. Yeah, definitely. Or at least, okay, maybe not purpose, but... You know, connections. Yeah. He didn't feel near like the outlier. Like if nobody else was going to come back from that movie, if they weren't just going to suddenly resurrect Eli Roth or something like that, then yeah, no. Eli Roth? Oh, God, no. Who played Abomination? Oh, oh, um, I know who you mean. Uh, Tim Roth. Tim Roth. Not Eli, Eli One Roth's. of the Roths. Eli Roth was the bear Jew. That's him. There we go. Um, anyway, so they bring in the Sokovia Accords. It's time for the superheroes to have accountability, and that's where the moral... The real moral fight comes from. It's Iron Man is for this, Captain America is against this. Very much mirroring the Civil War comic book issue of superhuman registration. That was more of a government thing as opposed to a UN thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was very, very much like centralised to America, whereas this is kind of like the world is kind of going, we need to put a cap on this mm-hmm. because like, eh, put a cap on this. Ah! Uh, because essentially what the government is trying to say to the Avengers is that Thanks for saving the world umpteen times, but the few that didn't make it still isn't good enough. But, <laughs> I thought if people, if anybody was a dick in this movie, it was the friggin' UN. Like, I know that, that a lot of casualties and stuff like that happened in stuff like the Battle of Sokovia, Battle for New York, the Lagos incident, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Lagos. Lagos, sorry. Lagos incident. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But surely if they hadn't done anything... There would have been more deaths. Yes. This is that's the one point where where my suspension of disbelief was sort of taken away a little bit. And I understood the characters and how they felt about the events. Because yes. you know, they they're all pretty much good people no matter what side of the argument they fall on. Mm-hmm. They don't want to cause casualties, but you know, when you have to fight a giant flying snake, yeah. something's gotta go sour. They, they they yeah, they don't want to they don't want to kill people, innocent people. But there, there's different opinions about how they go about solving that problem. What I do um, want to say, actually, before we carry mm-hmm. on, since we're talking about the motivations of the characters, yes. I'm surprised that there are about, let's say, a ballpark figure of about 15 superheroes and villains. Yeah. And I understood where every single one of them was coming from, mm-hmm. what their motivation was, and where they ended up in the end. Yep. That's impressive. Considering that Batman vs Superman couldn't do that with a paltry sum of three superheroes. I know, right? And yet this one had 15, yeah. and, and a football team's worth of people to juggle, <laughs> yeah. and managed it, no problem. You, um, you understood where everybody was. That's, yeah. that's the great... It's not even like Hawkeye turned up and was on this side because we wrote him on this side. It's like, no, you understood why Hawkeye sided with Cap. Yeah. Even though he wasn't in a great deal of that movie. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Even though... Some of the people didn't get a lot of screen time, like Hawkeye and Crossbones. You understood 
where they were coming from. Yeah. And I think, obviously, the opening sequence with Crossbones relies very heavily on you watch The Winter Soldier, because otherwise oh, yeah. it makes no sense. Not at all. But um, I like Crossbones, and it's a shame that he didn't get much screen time. He was cool. He was very badass. I liked it uh, a lot. His suit was awesome. It just kept changing. Like like some... Like like a bare-bones Iron Man suit. Just yeah, more was, noise would come out of several horror It was pretty cool. I, I just liked how... I liked that they handled him quickly. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because at the end of the day... I mean, Crossbones in the Civil War story has a much bigger part to play than he does in yes. this movie. But you got to think about what the Avengers are dealing with. Yes. Ultron was a sentient AI who could self-replicate yeah. and nearly topple the entire world. Mm-hmm. And then you've got a bloke who has uh, what essentially equates to the power fist from Fallout 4. Yeah. So, like, there's no competition. Uh, but it, I, I like this set of the superhero movies. It's something I've always wanted them to do with Spider-Man movies, is that you have an opening level bad guy that he's quickly dealt with in your first you know, pre-title sequence. He's dealt with... He's not going to carry his own movie, which is cool to see. I've always wanted them to use Shocker like this in a Spider-Man oh, movie. Shocker use funny. Shocker, maybe use Mysterio, the, the the B-level people. I don't know, I feel like Mysterio could hold a movie, but that's the debate for another time. Yes, um, which we may get to have soon. I know. <laughs> um, so, to go back to the, the central conflict, the fact that, yeah, General Ross comes in and says, yes, you saved billions of people, but some cats got hot and bothered, so you've got to sign these accords. Um, I really liked how, because... I promise not to have Watchmen syndrome about this and keep going back to the graphic novel. But in that one, Iron Man is very much portrayed as the bad guy. Yeah. Here, it's not that at all. I would say this is probably the best performance Robert Downey has put in since Iron Man 1. This is the most emotionally charged Tony Stark yeah. we've seen. Because the last couple of times we've seen him in like Iron Man 2, The Avengers, Iron Man 3, mm-hmm. Avengers 2, he was the, you know... Fuck the earth, I'm the greatest mm-hmm. inventor, billionaire, genius. Screw you, government. Yeah, like, he has a line in this movie that kind of shows that that ideology is still there. It says, Ultron, sorry, that one was on me. Yeah. But the rest of the movie, he's very emotionally charged. Like, mm-hmm. he shows range, and it's the kind of range that got Danny Jr. the part to begin with. Yeah. And I'm finally glad it's coming back through, and it's not just this one-note character anymore. I think that this movie simultaneously solved the villain problem, by not really having a villain as such and just letting the hero's mm-hmm. ideologies be the bad guys, as it were. I think he might be spoilerish to discuss the villain because he shows there's been no trailers whatsoever. Yeah. So we'll save him until till, till afterwards. Um, but yeah, the, the central conflict was very interesting because although you're, on, you're kind of on Captain America's side, they still do lean that Captain America is not necessarily right, but he's still your main character. He's the one you're with most of the time, so you tend to follow his line of thinking. That it pretty much comes down to the fact that because this movie has to act as a sequel to so many things, yeah, it is first and foremost a sequel to The Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. which means the involvement of Bucky Barnes, which means, yes, this is a Captain America story, which I actually think that balance was handled really well. It really was, and as much as you saw the logic of where, Captain, um, where Iron Man's team is coming from, that yes, we need to be registered, we need to have culpability, that's a... Good. Thing. It's it's probably a bit too much logic to put into these superhero movies because now we have to go forward with how many other movies is this just going to keep coming up that you're still meant to be registered? Can you register to vote? Like those nagging adverts when it's election time. Please register to vote. Um, it's going to be like that. It this might be a bit of a problem going forward. But for now, ignore that. You saw where Iron Man's team come on, but you saw Captain America's solution was we can te- we can train ourselves. 
There was a very telling line in the opening sequence where um, he's, he, Scarlet Witch is essentially going to use her powers to launch Captain America into the building. And he says to her, right, just as we practice, which says that Captain America is trying to train his team and that Scarlet Witch just made a mistake. That's his solution, is that, okay, yes, we need to be trained, yes, we need to have you know rules and ethics and all that stuff, but we can do that ourselves because we are the people solving all of these world problems. Well, he, he says it himself, the safest hands are still our own. Exactly. And it's true, that Captain America's viewpoint is that that the, the Accords will allow people and governments with agendas to control where they go, which means they may not be able to save the people who need saving the yes. most, and of course they then may not be able to go to where they're needed and they might be sent somewhere where it's completely against a moral yep. code. That was cool. When yeah. That is a better version of the Superhero Registration Act in my opinion. Yes, like like I said, I, think, I don't think he says it in the film, but he says it in the graphic novel. When they start deciding who the good guys are, they can start deciding who the bad guys are and that's not good. So yeah, Captain America in this movie. I We didn't think of him as a dick. That's probably because we both love Chris Evans. To the mo- Are you an Evans or a Hemsworth guy? Sorry to bring this up, but this has been a raging debate for me. I would go Evans. Time. I think Evans. Yes, yeah. my brother. I'm all about the Evans. I like Thor, I, Evans I, is the best cap, easily. Oh, I don't mean like character-wise, I mean who's fitter. Oh. Hemsworth or Evans. Yeah, still Evans. Yeah, I'd see, I'm still Evans. I'm like, I, I get Hemsworth, but he's not He's not got the jaw like Evans. Like, mm. Anyway. Um, that's a weird aside. Yeah. Well, that's Captain America covered. We've, we liked talk, him. We've talked a little bit about Iron Man as well. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. Really good performance. You see where he's coming from. You see the. I like that they made him depressed. That seems odd, but they didn't give him pepper. They show that he's at a very low point in his life. You know, he's just giving his way his money now to MIT students. And I, the thing that tipped him over the edge felt a little odd that it was just one woman mm. saying, "You killed my son," and yeah, it's going to hit him at his lowest ebb and that. But that felt like that's that wasn't enough. True. Had a whole bunch of people met him in that corridor, or he'd seen a news report saying um, this isn't the first time the Avengers have killed innocent people. Here's the stats from New York, Sokovia. Da, 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 da. That was a little bit odd. But past that, he does really well. Um, right. Well, now we have to pick apart which of the fifteen characters we want to talk about next. Yeah, I think um, I'm going to go with the one that I was surprised the most by and really enjoyed the performance of which mm-hmm. is Elizabeth Olsen of Scarlet Witch yes who, much 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 but much 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 better this yeah time. it kind of felt like in the last movie we were relying a lot on her and Quicksilver as a double team mm-hmm. now Quicksilver's dead spoiler alert for a t- nearly three year old movie yep wow holy crap that wasn't three years ago that, that was last two year years. no yes, oh, it, it was, was last year it was last year I'm thinking of the first Avengers anyway um, so spoiler alert for that movie but Quicksilver's dead but now Scarlet Witch can come into her own, which is great. Mm-hmm. So you see her starting to form a bit more of a bond with Captain America, with Black Widow until the divide happens, mm-hmm. with Vision a lot. I'm mm-hmm. glad that they are really going the whole uh, Vision Scarlet Witch romance route, which is good. <laughs> makes no sense. It makes no friggin' sense. It, it didn't it. in the comics either. No. So like you know, but at least it's faithful. Yeah, that's good. Faithfully stupid. And I like that she has chemistry with people like Hawkeye and has chemistry with people like Ant Man. It's really and her really accent cool. has been sorted out. Yes, they've toned it down a lot. Which, yeah. but makes sense because she's spending time around a Americans. group of Americans. Yeah. She's going to sort of like assimilate. I think they've handled it really well, and I'm really starting to think that. Out of the female characters in the Star in the Star Wars, no, in the MCU right now, Scarlet Witch is pretty much at the top. Aye, 
Not at the top. I, she's I, getting up there, but I don't think she's going to topple Black Widow anytime soon. That's the thing. A lot of people tout about Black Widow, and I'm I'm not that big a Widow fan. I never was that big a Widow fan. No, but Scarlet I, Witch, I'm all about. Her power set was very cool in this movie. Oh, yeah. You can tell that she's, in the absence of Thor, she's pretty much the most powerful person Oh, there, there is a moment, I won't want to spoil too, too much, but where she has to put a character down. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was like, damn. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was almost comical. It was like, oh, I'm finally going to use my powers now. Ah! <laughs> Just ridiculous level. She's a little her. OP, but then again, the Scarlet Witch has always been a little OP. Yeah. Um, I mean, you only have to read, what is it, Age, not Age of Apocalypse. Uh, Age of House Apocalypse? of M. House of M, that's it. Oh, House of M. <laughs> much like One More Day, we don't talk about um, House of M. Um, well, yeah, Scarlet Witch much better handled. We might as well talk about the vision then to, to carry on from that point. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, sorry, go A little on. tickling in your throat there, man. A little one, Um yeah. I liked Vision more in this movie. Yeah. It's hilarious watching him wear people clothes. Yeah. <laughs> because he can't be like going around in his battle suit all day, but so he wears a lot of sweater vests. He does wear a lot of sweater vests. Really. To be fair, Vision would be a sweater vest guy yeah. in real life anyway. I really like how they've started to play up how he's starting to become a little bit more human and starting to show that the more time he spends around humanity, the more like them. Yeah, he, he develops. Because when he was... Uh, Introduced in Age of Ultron, he was so so like new and pure enough to wield Mjolnir, mm-hmm. and now I don't think like he would be able to. Probably not now. No, because he's now made mistakes and formed attachments. And, yeah, and picked a side. He's tried to use logic like the machine that he actually is. Yeah, his logic was very sound. Yeah, and you know I appreciate logic above all things. Um, yeah, he basically he basically lays out the groundwork for our presence creates these catastrophes. Which is something that has always been pegged at Batman, is that you, yourself, create these nutcases. And so, yeah, again, to go back to that point we made earlier, you can see why he would then side with Iron Man. He sees himself, or the Avengers at least, as part of the problem. Yeah, I mean, look, Ultron, crossbones. Yeah. Uh, Yellow Jacket, in a sense, is yeah. created because of the existence of the superheroes. Yeah, Abomination. Yep. You could probably rattle off every single Marvel villain were pretty much created by the hero at some point. Pretty much half of Spider-Man's Rogue Gallery were created, or at least knew him before he turned evil. Yeah, I think it's upwards of, according to Gotham, 100% of Batman's villains met him before he flipping turned. Uh, um, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about Gotham. Uh, apparently it's got very good. I don't believe it for a second, no, me neither. apparently it's got really good. I flew a camel to the moon once. <laughs> yes, you did. Um, okay, the vision's done. Let's talk... Well, should we talk about Winter Soldier? Shall we? As... as I like Winter Soldier... I liked his um, his mental instability in this movie. Um, the way that they basically find a way to flip the switch between Bucky Barnes and Winter Soldier. That was very nicely done. I think my problem with Winter Soldier wasn't so much him, it was his role in the story. Okay. In that he dragged focus away from the Civil War storyline, the registration versus anti-registration debate, and made it more about him... And I think that's where the storyline kind of loses me near the end. I would argue that this may be a little bit of a good thing, though, because it okay. becomes a more emotionally charged fight, and therefore it does show people up. Because the, the good thing about the Marvel heroes is that they are people first, heroes later. Like, yep. Iron Man is Tony Stark, who has once dealt with a drinking problem and the loss of his parents and stuff and stuff like that. Yeah. And that makes him a fallible human being, unlike the DC universe where Superman, let's face it, the DCEU basically portrays him as Jesus 
yep. and then also he was from Kansas. Like, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? he never really worked, did he? Like I said, the, I've brought it up on podcasts before, but the analogy that um, the, the Marvel Universe is real people trying to be superheroes and the DC Universe is gods trying to be humans, I mm-hmm. still think, makes yeah. Mar- the Marvel heroes way more relatable. And because of that, the storyline around Bucky and, like I say, the fact that he is totally unpredictable in the story because if he's able to be controlled by people there's no stopping him yeah and but the, but he does he remembers things and he feels remorse and he wants to atone but the characters especially Iron Man and Black Panther we'll talk about in a minute don't want any of that because they are too charged by revenge or yeah. or other such emotions and i think that actually makes civil war a bit, a bit less of a dick measuring contest like it was in the comics because Iron Man was an asshole in the comic version yeah. of Civil War. In this one, because he's a little bit more relatable and understandable, and certainly in the final, final fight scene of the movie, mm-hmm. you can see that it's it's way more of a human event than just we are cool and we are government now. Yes, I agree with that, but I just think the the second storyline, at least until the twist happens. I was like, I'm just not all that interested in this one. And I kind of realised, I was like, they haven't really mentioned the registration thing for about an hour at this point. It's been completely forgotten underneath this Winter Soldier malarkey. And I just felt it was just too much of a jarring shift away from what was, you know, portrayed to us as the central conflict. It then becomes something... It basically becomes then a manhunt movie for the second half of it. true. And I don't think it it was bad. It didn't ruin the movie by any chance, but I just felt like... He got to the end and I was like, right, what are people's motivations now? It's basically just, well, Team Iron Man now just wants to get Winter Soldier. They don't really want to stop Cap necessarily, they just want Winter Soldier. And Cap wants to protect Winter Soldier, but then the rest of them are just there to aid Captain America for yeah. some ill-defined reason. I get what you mean. They, they set the teams up with very clear reasons why they were split up, and then it all just became a little bit That's messy. But Winter Soldier as a performance... Great. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. His action scenes were awesome. Yeah, he's terrifying when he's in Winter Soldier mode. Yes, um, <laughs> it's it's these. Um, it, this isn't much of a spoiler, but there's a part, a part of this movie where he's punching his way out of a sort of like a big metal box, as it were. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That is scary. I'm like, damn. This was Sebastian Saw's best turn so far. Easily. Even better than he was in the Winter Soldier, I think. And he was good in the Winter Soldier. And he was great in the Winter Soldier. Probably the second best Marvel villain they have after Loki. Yeah, I am still a Red Skull fan. Anyway, um. He was brilliant in that movie, but I think it was just because he had so much more pathos and and emotional range outside of I must kill, which he's all really had in Winter Soldier. True. I really, really liked him. I think I liked the most was his chemistry with Falcon. Yes, that the was kind cool. of the kind of the two sidekicks butting heads yeah, yeah. over who Captain America likes the most was awesome. <laughs> that was Falcon really was good. fantastic in this. Falcon movie. was really good. Falcon was just taking that. You know, because he was the fun one in Winter Soldier, taking that to the next level yeah. in this one. He was awesome. I really love Falcon in this movie. I didn't think I would come out this movie with Falcon being one of my favourite characters, and Falcon was awesome. I wish we just spent more time in the car, in the Volkswagen Beetle, <laughs> yes! with Falcon something. The pettiness between Falcon I and Winter Soldier. I love that scene. It was probably the funniest scene. Do you know what I want? I just want a movie of Captain America, Falcon, and Winter Soldier driving round in a van, <laughs> On a road solving. Trip. No, just driving round in a van, solving mysteries. That's all I want. I will admit, this is my answer to everything. <laughs> it's we, what I wanted with Chewbacca and Arthur. Can we do the a crossover with Mags and Prof? This is what I was going to say. I think I have a Scooby Doo obsession because every time I see characters alike, I was like, 
My ultimate scenario for a movie, apparently, is basically Scooby-Doo. <laughs> At the end of Force Awakens, all I wanted was to see the adventures of R2-D2 and Chewbacca flying around in the Falcon solving Some mysteries. <laughs> On Game of Thrones, all I want is for Tyrion and Varys to become, like, best buds, somehow get a van and drive around <laughs> solving mysteries. Mags and Prof, my ultimate movie idea, was essentially Professor X and Magneto driving around in a car solving mysteries. <laughs> I just want Scooby-Doo movies, Maggle. Is it too much to ask? <laughs> But yeah, Falcon. At least the teaser trailers would be good. They'd be the edge of this world. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so Falcon Falcon and Winter Soldier, really, really good. Falcon was awesome. His fight scenes were cool. He got the eagle thing. Yeah, Red Wing. Yeah, that's his name. Because um, I was like, just say his name. Just say his name. Come on, we all know you want to say his name. That's your eagle. He got it out pretty quickly. So I was like, say thanks to Red Wing. Like, <laughs> and Scarlet would be like, there, I'm not know. calling that thing Red Wing. Like, no. He's um, cute. Pet him. <laughs> he was very fun. Um... Who else was in this movie, Michael? There's so many. Ant-Man. Um, Ant-Man. We can't really give much away about Ant-Man because his funniest thing is kind of spoilery. Yeah. But he was very, very funny. A I great addition to like the... A great piece of levity to this movie. I liked that like he didn't really know anybody and then he got really annoyed when Tony Stark didn't know who he was. <laughs> yeah. That made me laugh. So cause I, I like the whole, I'm shaking your hand too long. This is awesome. I know you too. You're great. <laughs> Captain America. Yeah. He was He was awesome. Just carrying, again, the, the kind of... He had one of my favourite line deliveries. Was, I believe this is yours, Captain America. <laughs> like, I loved Ant-Man in this movie. He was, he was exactly what he... he, 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 he He's exactly what you felt he would add to this team when you saw him in Ant-Man. That he has a, a almost a little man syndrome. Ah! That he knows that he's a bit crap. Yeah. Compared to the other ones, he's a bit crap. And no one's really going to care who he is. And they didn't, but he was still awesome. And, and has the best reveal of the entire movie, in oh, my yeah. opinion. Which, again, we'll talk about in the spoilers. Totally. Uh, War Machine was War Machine. Has done more in this movie than he's done in the previous movies. Like, his um, turn as Iron Patriot was shitty. And no, this is Iron, Man, Iron Man 2... Yeah, but that He's that was the creation big. of War Machine. Yeah, but uh, okay, since, since Iron Man 2. Oh, definitely, yeah. Like, he sucked in Iron Man 3. I didn't like him in Iron Man 3. Like, now he has emotional weight. Yeah. We won't tell you why, but... Now well, he we, has, we will in the spoilers, We're in the spoilers, but yeah, now he has emotional weight. I liked how he, he locked heads with a couple of characters as well. Like, he really got up in Falcon's Grill really early yeah. on in the movie. That was pretty cool. I believe he also had uh, a really... Oh, who was it that he disagreed with as well? There was somebody else in the big fight scene he had a big moment with, and it was really cool. I know he disagreed with Captain America at one point when when. Oh yeah, he straight up said that that's a oh, stupid. Yeah. Like he called Captain America out on a lot of things. You don't call Captain America out on things. No, Captain always wins. Um, yeah, he he was fine. Who else? Are we? Well, there's the two new characters which we're gonna. I th- I think we can cover Black Panther first. That's not well, really. Well, we a know. Yeah, we know Black Panther. Also, uh, um, Black Widow. I like Black Widow more than you seemingly did. I. I think Black Widow was the one I questioned the most after they really set up her relationship with Captain America in Winter Soldier and how those two essentially went against the law on that one. Mm. And then she's kind of like, ah, I don't feel like going against the law this time. I know she says, I'm just trying to play the field and understand the situation, but it didn't feel well, like the right motivation. She was like what Spider-Man was in the comic book. She was basically torn between... Yeah, I get you. Two ways of thinking. She's been bred in a government... Yeah, you know, not bread, but she was worked for Shield for years. She's accustomed to having oversight, so she knows the benefits of it. But then you know she's got such a close relationship with Captain America, which they showed during the um, 
the scene where they hug each other. Yeah. Which we can't talk about. Um, that was shown. You still and the other scene where they don't hug each other. That one, yes. Yeah. I know. <laughs> you say that flippantly, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I still liked it. They, they, they did a good job with her. I can't really say she was my favourite character by any no, stretch no. of the imagination. Hawkeye 2... Was was fine. He was there. He I was, enjoyed Hawkeye um, in this movie as well. He was in. He, I don't think. I think since he got so utterly overshadowed in the Avengers, the original. Yeah. They've been making a big push to making him seem badass, and I genuinely mm. think it's working. Like oh, yeah. he was, he was really good, and we got to see more of his emotional side in Ultron. And in this one, he basically springs a prison break, as it were, for um, Scarlet Witch. Sort yeah. of like about just cuss onto the second. Uh, sorry, the second act of the movie, and th- that scene mm-hmm. was really cool, and I like how he's so prepared, and he's like, "I'm so, I was so done with this, but I've been called in, whatever." Yeah, I like that dynamic. I like he's like, <sighs> yeah. He's, he's you kind of feel like he's the oldest one of the bunch, and he's just kind of like, oh, "Do I have to play with the kids again?" I've like, seen oh. all this before. We've done this before. Can I just go home to my kids? Yeah. <laughs> um, Although he has one of my favorite um, interactions with Iron Man in the movie as well, towards the end. Oh yes, 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 yes. We'll talk about it later. Uh, okay, I think that's everybody. Oh, Agent 13. She's in the movie. She's in the movie, and she's a love interest. Yep. Good job, guys. I don't, I, I liked her. She didn't really have enough badass she, moments. No, she was, she was, she was basically a plot device. Yep. She was there to keep the, to keep things rolling. It kind um, of felt like they didn't really explain that she was Sharon Carter in the last movie, so the first time they introduced her, she goes, It's Sharon Carter, guys! It's Sharon Carter! <laughs> it's Peggy's niece! Yeah. <laughs> I think that's it. Yeah. They're related. It's odd that she's finding Captain America so attractive. Um, to fair, anyone can find Captain America attractive. Yeah, it's not true. strange. Yeah, but when you think about it, Captain America is an incredibly handsome, creepy uncle. <laughs> yes, he is. He is. <laughs> oh, I don't want to think about Captain like that. Makes that scene look a bit weird, oh, now, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Um, she was basically a plot device, but I liked her. She was she was nice. She was as far as plot devices go. As an early ally for Captain America, like in the first act of the movie, she wasn't too bad. Yeah. But obviously, when it came time for the big superhero throwdown, she doesn't really have a space. Well, she'd be like Black Widow essentially. She couldn't really. Even Black Widow has more training than Agent Thirteen. and yeah. has more gadgets than Agent Thirteen. None of them do very well against Winter Soldier. Oh no, he annihilates both. Just like nope, nope. <laughs> Oh, God, we're going to talk about the fighting scenes in a little while. Well, yeah. let's talk about Black Panther. Yay! I must admit, I'm not as high as everyone else was on Captain America. Uh, on, on, on Black on, Panther. Yeah, Black Panther. I liked it, but I don't think it was as special as everyone seemingly is making it out to I be. I really like Black Panther. Well, I like Black Panther in the comics as well. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of the warrior king. Yeah. And this movie shows you a warrior king yeah. straight out the bat. It does make me question what's left to say for a Black Panther solo movie if that isn't a prequel. Well, this Considering thing... that this is basically a condensed version of his origins. Yeah, true. Well, I was about to say, I'm really looking forward to the Black Panther solo movie now. Oh, yeah, because he's because, awesome. Because of how they've established and how intriguing his world is. Oh, yeah, Wakanda's so interesting. Mm-hmm. I really like how that mm-hmm. looks. But I just don't think I really got... I do need to watch this movie a second time. I think I actually think Black Panther, in terms of his dialogue, was one of the best written characters in this movie. Like one of my favourite lines in this movie was you're consumed by revenge it's consuming them too I'm done letting it consume me and that's mm-hmm. when he does the thing he does at the end of the movie that's does really cool thing, yeah. and I also enjoyed don't worry Miss Romanoff I'll kill him myself I'm like damn I, I liked how straightforward he was there was no quips there were no um, no real shades of grey he was very much I am going to kill him yeah 
I am going to beat him because I'm awesome. And admittedly, the suit looks awesome. Yes. And his fighting style is so good. There's a in in the big fight scene. There's he does this amazing roundhouse triple kick. I'm like, oh damn! It's like it's not the most impressive thing in terms of power set, but in terms of fighting style and agility, this man is. Untouchable. I know. I was like, he did the hunting hawk that Bayek does in Tekken. Yeah. <laughs> Tekken moves make me. St- Do you know there's a wrestler? Just complete side note. There's a wrestler that does in the middle of his match the Forest Law flip kick. Oh no! Nice. Oh my god, it's awesome. I lose my mind every time. Superheroes, not wrestling. Uh, see, I, I'm intri- I'm intrigued to see where we go with him. And I liked him. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he was a bad addition. I, I don't. Everyone else is like, ah, I, in the yeah, mind. I really liked him. Because I mainly liked how. Hey, like I said, they, because he's a king, a leader mm-hmm. and, uh, in this movie, I mean, is his origin a bit of a spoiler or...? Well, we don't know if that's the origin they're going to go with, so... Well, that seems to be what's in the movie, is what I'm saying. Are you just saying how he gets his powers and that Harry, kind of How he gets a suit. Yeah. How Panther gets his I suit. I think it might be a bit spoilerish, just in okay, case. Okay, So let, let's, let's, let's play Well, that. there is a character in this movie that Black Panther has an intense relationship with. Yeah. And it works... So well, mm-hmm. and I really like it, and I like how vindictive Panther is towards this character because it's a main driving force for his character. Yep. Uh, I I like how he chose his side pretty early on. He was like, "No, no, I'm I'm all about this. I'm not entirely sure why this is the way of doing it." And then when the thing happens that makes him Black Panther, mm-hmm. he's just straight away he's like, "Right, well, I'm going to murder that guy." Nothing you can do to stop me. I'm going to appear to be calm, but I'm going to murder that asshole. It's nice. To, he, it. He's a nice addition. He's something we don't have. He's just a straightforward. No, I'm going to a black and white character as opposed to all these annoying shades of grey. Right. I want to leave Spider-Man until just before the spoilers, so then I can explode after the spoilers. Okay, cool. Yeah. So fight scenes. Yes. Awesome. The best. Yeah. It's it. All of them were great. But the airport scene oh, is yeah, quite possibly scene. the greatest single superhero fight ever put to film. Easily. I, I will say this. You it, you haven't seen Batman vs. Superman yet, have you? Yes, I've seen oh, it. Of course you have, yeah. I like We've the, reviewed it. Of course you. I like the Trinity fight versus Doomsday. Yeah, but this shit's all over oh, it, it. And that's what I'm saying. That was really, really good. And you saw how I was on that one. This annihilate. This wipes it out the goddamn sea. Yeah. It's so good, and everybody gets a moment to shine. That's what's so good about it. Yeah, no one gets lost in the shuffle here. Everyone looks cool, everyone looks badass, and yet no one acts like a villain. No. You know what I mean? There's no like, There's no like real, true, I want to kill somebody here. It is still trying to I think stop the, and the interesting control. thing was is that they've touted, like they show you the shot of the, the airport essentially exploding, Yeah. but the amount of damage doesn't even really equal that much. You compare it to Sokovia, which was, holy crap, a city is falling from the sky. Yeah. And everything was quite muddled, and some characters got lost in the shuffle, especially Widow in that fight. Yeah, yeah. And this one's, like, minimal collateral damage. Yeah. But everybody gets a fucking good hit in. They smartly pair off characters that can fight each other on pretty much equal ground. You know what I mean? So, um... You'll have, like, the Black Panther and Winter Soldier go up against each other. you got Hawkeye and Black Widow. That's the Black Widow. Are we still friends? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I think so. Depends how this ends. <laughs> yeah. um, you have Iron Man going up against... Cap. Um, going up against Cap, yeah. Hawkeye gets cool moments. Ant-Man gets cool... Oh, Ant-Man gets such a cool Ant-Man moment. gets the cool Oh, moments. I can't wait to talk about <laughs> <laughs> I can't leave Michael. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's so well laid out. The geography of the scene is so. It's. I will say earlier on in the opening scene, there's quite a bit of shaky cam. Yeah, especially yeah. when Black Widow and. But um, I, I think that fit that fits thematically as a follow up to Winter Soldier. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you look at Civil War and Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier had that amazing uh, opening sequence like. Captain America's punting people off a boat, and that feels like the logical progression of that. I don't know why, but whenever I see Captain America kick somebody and they go flying, I start laughing. <laughs> and I don't mean like I'm laughing at the absurdity of it, it just makes me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> like, ha ha, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> when he drop kicks that die off the. When he kicks the car in somebody. Oh my god, yeah. I just that's burst so into hysterics for no apparent. Just, ha ha ha, yay! <laughs> oh. Um, every, yeah. every time in my head, it's a SpongeBob code. Is this the part where we start kicking? <laughs> <laughs> I, I loved it so. Um, I mean, you can always tell. Uh, yeah, the shaky camera side in the first scene. When you get to this scene, everything's clean cut. You can tell where everybody is, what everyone's doing. Every punch is shown in glorious high definition. You know exactly what they're doing. Yep. And considering some of the power sets, that, you know, and the speed at which these people can fight, that's not a small task to do I know especially the ending fight scene which again there are hints of in the trailer and we'll talk about later on the ending fight scene is very fast paced yes and yet it's gorgeous it's It's, really nice it's maybe not as spectacular as the airport scene no 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 the airport scene is just flat out spectacle what it has but then the the last fight has the emotion it has the emotionality as Robert Downey Jr said Um, it's so good the final fight again. We're going to talk about it after the spoilers, but it is it is very 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 good. Um, I think that's everything we need to talk about, barring Spider Man. Yeah, I think really the last thing is that where does it leave us in terms of where to go forward? It's a very interesting situation this movie leaves us with because everything isn't back to normal. No, I think that's what makes this movie so unique. Is that even in Winter Soldier, it was like okay, Cap's Cap and Falcon are off doing this, and Fury's off doing this, but don't worry, everything's fine. Yeah, Ant Man was like. Okay, well, we've got a new superhero and we've dealt with this, and there might be this new universe, but everything's fine. It's mm-hmm. okay. Civil War, everything isn't fine. I like that. I really appreciate that it's going, this is where the universe gets complicated. See, I'm apprehensive about the ending. Okay. I like where it leaves us immediately, it's an interesting place. But one, I don't think they went as far as maybe I thought and. Maybe even hoped yeah. they would. Yeah, I think I know what you're referring to. Right. I, I was kind of hoping that this would leave things completely irreversibly changed. And I don't really... There was a hint of it about to happen, but to the wrong character, mm-hmm. which was interesting. Mm-hmm. And I thought, no way are they going to do this. No. But they didn't, so, you know. But And and the other thing is that it, we I felt like this previously at the end of Winter Soldier. With the end of S.H.I.E.L.D., it was like, well, everything has changed now. We were in such a different boat. And then by Age of Ultron, the helicarrier's back, and Nick Fury's back, and basically S.H.I.E.L.D. is back. They never really went anywhere. So that's why I'm apprehensive. It depends on what happens next, yeah. the execution after the fact. I think what we'll really be telling... I mean, we've got a lot of new characters coming up, because we've got the... Uh, I mean, we've got the follow-up to Guardians, we've got the Black Panther movie, we've got the Captain Marvel movie... Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. The telling point, I think, will be Infinity War Part 1, because... Which now, won't be called Infinity War. Part no, it won't. It's going to be have, have a different name. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm hoping that it's uh, Infinity Gauntlet and Infinity War or something like oh, that. Okay. I, I want to say Infinity Gauntlet because that's what it's about. Um, but I think, considering that that movie is going to have characters like Star Lord and Captain Marvel as yeah. a part of that story, someone inevitably has to leave the picture. Yes. And I think that if this movie was going to do it, you have to do it in part one to bring him back for part two. Yes. You've got to do it. 
It's got to I, I, I agree. And if that happens, I think retros- retrospectively, I like the ending even more here. It's just I went in feeling, right, I want something cataclysmic to happen. And though things have changed, the, the, the goalposts have moved, it still doesn't feel like they couldn't, in the next movie, reverse everything and have the status quo pretty much back intact. True. But the fact that they didn't do that immediately mm-hmm. is still good because it means that they're starting to take the movies a lot more seriously. Yep. I think that is half in part to the writers and half in part to the Russos. Yep. I think the Russos... The universe is in good hands in the Russos. I, yeah, I have I no worries now about... If they can juggle this many characters, add in... Well, when we get to Infinity War, with the hopes that they add in Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy and Doctor Strange and the TV people, we're going to be fine. Yeah, we'll be cool. Let's talk about Spider-Man very quickly before we give the spoiler warning so we can really talk about Spider-Man. Uh, okay, best Spider-Man so far? Yeah. 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 E- yeah. yeah. I will say... I still think Tobey Maguire was a great Peter Parker. He's Spider-Man, not so much, but his Peter Parker was great. And I think Andrew Garfield was a good Spider-Man, but a terrible Peter Parker. Between you, yeah, there's no way that Andrew Garfield is not instantly the most popular person. I listened to a Spider-Man 2 review, I basically said the exact same thing about him as Stone. That was the problem there. Yeah. Like, these two are far too attractive to be Mary Jane and Peter Parker. <laughs> between the two of them, there's probably... Peter Parker. Sorry, yeah. There's, between the two of them, there was probably a great Spider-Man out there. It just didn't really happen. But now we've got Tom Holland. I'm, I'm still holding back a little bit because we haven't seen him in his own movie, but I really, really, really liked him. I thought it was awesome. Right. You know that now. Spoiler alert. Okay. Aren't Mace fit now? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Marissa Tomei. I have been conditioned for 25 years to think of Aunt May as an old grey lady. As opposed to a MILF. <laughs> and who really wants to have sex with Aunt May? Yeah. <laughs> it's so odd. Oh, God. <laughs> Marissa Tomei. Damn. I mean, I thought I'd saw her best in The Wrestler, but no, <laughs> good God. Um, so that's odd. Yep. But yeah, Tom Holland was fantastic. Tom Holland's scene with Tony Stark was superb. I like that he's he's a kid and he's worried about homework before going to Germany and having a big scuffle with all the superheroes. Yeah. I love that. that that's was, Peter Parker. That's his place in this universe. This was always the problem. We only ever saw him when he was the leading man and couldn't necessarily be this vulnerable. Did you also, like, you know when they were, like, saying, like, we need to we need to have a plan, we need to bring people yes. in. It's like, where's your plan? Downstairs. Well, where's your plan? And he flashes up Queens. Did you make this noise? Oh, I went. Oh, sorry. I, I yeah. grabbed Rachel's hand. Just like, ah, ah, I, I, I was fervently tapping Luke. I was going into doing it. The doing it. The doing it. I'm gonna just point out the giant. We are here. Oh yeah. It's really bad. Every time. Yeah. <laughs> Great. They went to a lot of places and they really wanted you to know how far they'd gone to make a good movie for you. <laughs> We went to Nigeria. We went to Austri- Austria. Austria. Australia. Austria. We went to Queens. We went we to went Germany. Everywhere. That was stupid. I didn't like that. Yeah. But yeah, I got so excited. And then it was such a good scene. And I was like, I now can't wait for Spider-Man to turn up. And his Spider-Man was even better than his Peter Parker. Mechanical web shooters are back. I, I, uh, I'm okay with that though because the 90s Spider-Man was and and at the end of the at the post-credit thing he does go mm, I'm itchy and scratches his wrist I'm like ooh interesting yeah but yeah his Spider-Man was so good it's so fucking it's perfect it's it so... was Andrew Garfield Spider-Man just just done with a, a younger sensibility of like his amazement I, it's like the Falcon sign of I don't think you've been in many fights kid but there's not this much talking oh sorry <laughs> he apologises a lot which yeah. I like but I love that. It's like, what do I do, Mr. Stark? Ah! <laughs> it was so good. He was hilarious. He's he look. He moves so well. 
I mean, it, the... there was quite a lot of CG at play, admittedly. Yeah. But... <laughs> Animated eyes, finally! <laughs> finally! They added so much. It was good. And I like that the suit re- looks amazing. And I like the, the reasoning behind it. Because he said he had the goggles on because his spider Helps sense. focus. Yeah, his spider sense overwhelms him if he doesn't have them on. So I was like, well, there's a reason for them. Uh, that. The fact that that's written to the story is like, he's probably an awkward team because he's. He's going through normal human puberty with spider sense, and yeah. it's, it's going oh, to suck. God. That's what Spider-Man needs to be. Yeah, he can't be because they always put him in college or like a job straight I, away. I really liked the line where he's like, "And I can't. I couldn't play football before, but even now I can. I know I can't." It's like that's Peter. That's clever Peter Parker. He's like, "Well, I was a wimpy nerd before I got bitten by a radioactive spider, so now it would be weird if I suddenly, you know." Stopped wearing glasses or and started playing football and being really athletic. Mm-hmm. It people would think I'm weird. Perfect, absolutely I perfect. Cannot can I cannot convey to you in words how excited I am for Spider-Man: Homecoming. Can we also like flag up that like Spider-Man was an issue? Like he steals Cap Shield, he fights two on one against Falcon and Winter Soldier, and yeah. and wins. Yeah, he fights Captain America and narrowly loses. Yeah. He takes down Ant-Man. Yeah. Pretty much like... Oh, my God. Right. Let's okay. finish Spider-Man first. Okay, because I want to I want to say, when I realise that this is one of my favourite movies ever, yeah. there's a point, and oh, okay. man. I know, it, I know what it is, yeah, but yeah. we'll get to that in a second. Um, yeah, he, he he fit in straight away. There was no... He wasn't jarring to see Spider-Man here. It was like, he should have been here all along. Yeah. He's moving through the terminal when he's chasing Falcon. I like that Falcon we've waited this soldier. long, though, because it now makes sense in terms of an age range. Like, yeah. it was a bunch of adults having a serious discussion, and then this one kid going, hey, in the background. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm just trying to help. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It did feel a bit... He's, in the last scene you see him... Well, not the last scene, because he's in the post-credits, but the yeah. last scene you see him in where he's on the floor and Iron Man says, you're done. Yeah. It did very much feel like um, uh, Professor X giving Quicksilver the keys yeah. in uh, Days of Future Past, saying, thanks, kid, you may go home now. Yeah. It's like, no, but you take him with you. He's very handy. Yeah. <laughs> Why has he got to go home? I know he's a kid, and that's Tony Stark trying to protect him, but... Oh, it's just, everything about Spider-Man in this movie was perfect. I got so excited. I'm and so happy. I can't wait for Homecoming. Homecoming's going to be fan-goddamn-tastic. I'm so happy. I'm not... I, I like... They're going to... It seems like we're getting Vulture for that. Maybe. There's no hint in this movie, but the, the big room is... Michael Keaton as Vulture would be interesting, but yeah, I think he's pulled out. I think he's pulled out. And Vulture's never really been like a like what I've been very keen but to I'm, see. I'm just, I'm just interested to see how Tom Holland now now goes back to Queens with a new Spider-Man suit, with his with the, these two thoughts in his mind. I just became a part of the Avengers, and I just missed my homework deadline. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what I want to say. That's Spider-Man is <laughs> this juggling ah? Oh. <laughs> he was so good. perfect, absolutely one hundred percent smashed out of the park. All problems and worries alleviated. Yep. Fantastic. Let's talk Ant-Man. Yes. The best part of this movie was Ant-Man. Narrate. Oh, my God. So, bear in mind that most of the uh, the airport scene so far has been a mostly sort of, like, deadlock moment. Where it seems like, because Team Iron Man has people like Black Panther and Vision on their side, that they have a supreme upper hand. Essentially, Captain America has to try and deal with all the people who don't have powers... And Scarlet Witch. Like, it's him and Scarlet Witch who can actually make a difference. And the rest of the time, it's people struggling to fight. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, they've got Ant-Man. Ant-Man's, like, he's shrunk down to an ant size. He's like, I've got a plan. I 
I can't hold it for long. It might tear me in two. I did it once in the lab. Yeah. I passed out. Yeah. It's like, this is a terrible idea. But you look like you need help. <laughs> Giant man. Oh, Giant the, man. The he's running along the, the, the stairs. Yeah. I'm the man. I'm the, what did, you say? did you say I'm the man or I'm the boss? I can't remember. I think it's I'm the man. I'm the man. I'm the man. I'm the man. And the first thing you just go, oh. <laughs> it's because he, um, he sort of jumps and then as he grows to normal size, he grabs onto the leg of, of War Machine. And then he's just holding on to him with like his fingers. He goes, oh! <laughs> he made the noise that everybody in the audience made. Cyber Tempest, just, oh! <laughs> this is interesting. Uh, everyone's response was like, what the fuck? I know, it was Does so... anybody else have a cool power they're hiding? Come on. This was so good. It was so fun to watch him just smash apart tra- uh, trains, planes, and automobiles. Yeah. And just, just, ah. Oh. We're just going to keep making noise at this point. Oh, no. That was so good. I really enjoyed when he uh, had the miniature truck as well. I was like, throw this at this. Bam! And it nearly takes out War Machine. He's like, ah, oh, shit, I thought it was a water truck. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I liked... Um, I think there was a missed opportunity because Drone is... He goes inside oh, Sp- Iron Sp- Man's... Oh, sorry, I just remembered Spider-Man's reaction to see Giant Man. Holy shit! Oh, no. <laughs> oh and then he does... This, when he goes, have you ever seen that really old, old movie? movie? That's the point. The I Empire was... Strikes Back, and I was like, uh, "You're running me over, Tom Holland. Don't do this." I like how like there's that shot of like Iron Man and War Machine. You just go, "Fucking <sighs> hell, how young is this kid?" Again? <laughs> yeah, I. That was the moment I knew I loved this movie because I was watching Spider Man fight Giant Man whilst talking about Star Wars. You literally could not put more things I love into I know. one minute. I know. Oh, ah. It was great. The missed opportunity I felt was when Ant Man was still Ant Man's size and he was inside Iron Man's suit. And he does have the funny line because he hears Ant Man talking and yeah. Iron Man's like, Who's talking to me? And Ant Man goes, It's your conscience. We haven't talked for a while. <laughs> yeah. I was hoping that instead of just being working down the armour, he would get inside the helmet oh, that and just cool. be like punching Iron Man in the face <laughs> from inside the helmet. That would have been sweet. Would have been fantastic just to see like like the <laughs> <laughs> I also really enjoyed when they did uh Ant Man on the Arrow. Like oh. just before that scene, he was like, "Okay, I got it. Let's go, Arrow guy." <laughs> like, cause no one knows who Hawkeye is, not even Ant Man. <laughs> Joe really annoying, but okay, not annoying. But it was was so the most bizarre thing in the entire movie was when Friday, the the Irish woman inside, oh, yeah. his... targeting's knackered boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The word knackered! Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I made it too Irish. <laughs> that should have been a little thing inside the visor. The percent of Irishness. Oh, I did overload! <laughs> no! Snackered plus potatoes! <laughs> We've reached cork level! <laughs> oh wow. Um, well, that's every hero covered. We loved all of them, apparently. Yep. Never the villain of the piece. Baron Zemo. Well, well, Zemo. Helmet Zemo. Interesting. I liked that he had a motivation that was different to everybody else. The one he I want to conquer the world. He didn't want to conquer the world. He wanted people to suffer. He's just like, you fucked up my family, I'm going to fuck up yours. Yeah, essentially. He actually says that's a verbatim quote. Um, <laughs> In that voice. Yeah, he was, he was an understated villain. But he actually was very effective. Yeah, I liked him. Like, like, uh, it wasn't. The, I was expecting him to at some point turn into Baron Zemo oh, and have the purple sock. on Have his the head. purple sock on his face um, with his super glue gun. 
But that didn't happen. No. And I'm kind of thankful it did because this was a very different bad guy. And it was really interesting that he was right... At the end of the movie, he said when um, Martin Freeman's American accent... It's okay. Oh, it was god-awful, Oh, Michael. I thought it was okay. I hated it. <laughs> I can just hear Martin Freeman trying desperately to break free from this American accent. And I was like, why couldn't he have been English? We haven't got any English people in these movies. In I know, fact, the one we had is now dead. Yeah. I know he was Everett Ross. Yeah. It, th- there is a relation there, right? It's not two completely separate characters. It is a relation of Thunderbolt Ross. That's correct, right? Oh, maybe you're right. I hadn't even thought of that. I thought it was. But well, like, people can have the same last names, Michael. That's true. People can have exactly the same names as you and a famous footballer might know. But yeah, people can have the same names for their mother as well. Martha! <laughs> <laughs> None of this happening. Oh, I got a very subtle dig. Um, Well, the movie had a very subtle dig. And he's like, it says something like your mother's name was like Judith or something like that. He's like, oh, what, just because you said that was supposed to be okay? I'm like, burn. I I, I, I missed that. Really? Yeah. He's in the scene where he, uh, warm uh, warm machine. Yeah. um, Winter Soldier had his arm in the vice. He's like, which Bucky am I talking to? Like, you lived at this address and your mom's name was this. And he's like, so we're supposed to forgive him just because he said your mom's name. I, I haven't like, even noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all just hope that Darkseid mom isn't called Martha too. <laughs> <laughs> um, where were we talking about? Oh, yeah. Run along to school, Darkseid. <laughs> yeah, that... Oh, God. That was the best line of, 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 of this kind of movie for me was right at the end when Baron Zemo was being interrogated by Martin Freeman's American accent and he says <laughs> and, and, and Martin Freeman's American accent says you lost you, you're in jail now and he says you failed and he just goes D- did I? I? I accomplished what I needed I didn't destroy the Avengers but I destroyed the Avengers yeah they're not dead but they hate each other they hate each other now <laughs> mission accomplished so really interesting that they uh, that I a man, a human, did the most damage against the Avengers. Than yeah, he flipping... did more damage than Loki. He did more damage than Ultron. Well, okay, he killed Quicksilver, I suppose, but yeah. Quicksilver wasn't even in the Avengers. So Nobody sweet. died in this movie, although War Machine is now a cripple. So, you know, there's that. Well, they're working on it. Yeah. They don't say cripple for long There will shows. be a workaround. But I, yeah. li- I liked the fact that it was Vision becoming a fallible human being. Yeah. And it was his mistake that caused Rhodey to nearly yeah. die. Yeah. That was cool. That was a, that was that, that was very interesting. And that's what's so good about hear me out. This is what's so good about Marvel trailers. They mislead you. I like mm. that they mislead you. Mm. Unlike the DC ones, where it's like, look, we got Doomsday. Everybody, buy a ticket. Well, this is the thing. You, you, as I said at the start of this podcast, Zemo wasn't in any of the trailers. No. I, I thought we haven't even seen um, what's his name. Um, no, 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 no. The bloke who played him, who played uh, Darren, uh, uh, da- Daniel Bruhl. Yes, him, the guy that was in um, Faster with Chris yes. Faster's awesome, by the way. Check it out. Um, he was, and and he was like the, a really, really good bad guy. Also, the thing of the five Winter Soldiers. That's where I was worried. I was mm. like, oh, here we go. That wasn't, but that thing it misled me in the movie because I was like, oh, here we go. Generic ass action scene where Iron Man and Cap bond over their love of punching Winter Soldiers in the face. <laughs> but it doesn't happen. No, straight away they're just like, well, we popped each one of them, so have fun. Yeah, Daniel Brawl basically did an Ozymandias and went, you thought this was the plan, it was never the plan, I've killed them all, here's a video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's one I made earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you blue petered them. And, yeah. and, and, and that was, I must say, I did see the twist coming of Winter well. Soldier killing, I think it may be, not leaked, but it'd been rumoured that Winter Soldier had killed 
the start. I think it was still very effective, even though we saw it coming, though. Oh, yeah. Like, on a story a... level. The fact that, because because Bucky still remembers, mostly, what he remembers, what he does when he's being brainwashed. Um, the fact that, like, to, like, Tony Stark pulled him up by his hair and went, did you remember? He's like, I remember everything. But he was trying to explain, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean I enjoyed it. It's just I remember it. He's like, nope, face in wall now. Yeah. He absolutely destroyed him. And Panther's ending... Um, Oh yeah, sorry. Panther is the one who has the feud with Winter Soldier because Winter Soldier doesn't kill his dad, but a He's presumed to presumed have, presumed killed, to his have dad. killed his dad at a UN bombing. Yeah. So that's what kicked off their conflict. That's why he's chasing him in the yeah. in the on the motorbike. I, I really like, liked in the in the fight where it's like where Iron Man's trying to call the play, and he's like, "Okay, shit, there's two of them up there. We got Winter we got Winter Soldier and Falcon straight away." Panther's like, "Barnes is mine. Fuck you." Like, yep. going for him. Yeah, I did like that about um, Black Panther. But what was I saying? <laughs> Completely lost my train. This happens every podcast. Zemo. What about Zemo? Oh, yeah. So, the videotape. So he shows in the video, and that's what kicks off the, the, the final reckoning. I like that they kept going back to that video as well, the circle booking it. It was yeah. really nice. Um, and, yeah, we get to see the, the final fight, which was so emotionally charged. Yeah. And it did seem like, I thought, Cap's going down. He's going to throw himself um, between Winter Soldier and Iron Man, and that's what's going to end him. And then he gets shot in the stomach by Iron Man at basically point-blank range by the, the, the hand repulsor. And I thought, he's, he's down. This is going to be like a Kylo Ren thing where that's just going to kill him slowly, and yeah. he's going to realise he's going to die and stuff. That doesn't happen. He then gets Iron Man on the floor without his helmet on. He's got the shield and he's about to... And for a split second, I forgot who Cap was and thought, oh my God, he's just going to straight up cleave... Tony Stark's head straight off his shoulders, but he doesn't because he's the captain. Because he's not a dick, he just hits him in the in the arc reactor and, and like powers down the suit. That was really I, I like that. Even at that moment where Tony Stark is abs- absolutely hates Winter Soldier and wants the guy dead, full. even after blowing his goddamn arm off. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really wanted to go. Why always the same arm? <laughs> <laughs> but um, but like he gets blown off. He's Blood, he's blood, there's bloodlust out for Bucky. It, oh, at the same time, Panther has got a scene with Zemo, which is really cool because it's Panther becoming more of a, a king, mm-hmm. as in like a diplomat. It's like, the, there's like something like the living are not yet finished with you. I thought that line was awesome. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so Cap has is in this position where he, he kind of looks like there's a red mist over his eyes, as it were. Mm-hmm. He's going bam, bam. I'm gonna rip this fucking helmet off, bam. Bam, and it's just so he can show Tony. No, bam. I am the bigger man. Yeah, I am the goddamn captain. It's it's the fact that he like falls over afterwards, like, and Tony still wants Cap dead even at this point. Mm-hmm. He fucking hates Cap for siding with Winter Soldier. No, for not telling him that he knew. Yeah, for not telling him that he knew. Oh, the scene where like you can see the frigging tears in Tony Stark's so eyes. Like, did you know? I'm yeah. Like, I was like, damn, Robert Downey oh, Jr. is such a good actor. Robert, he's acting the shit out of this movie. <laughs> oh. I just remembered something that I want to mention before we wrap this up. 20-year-old CGI Robert Downey Jr. The best CGI in the movie, Maggle. Yeah. I was like, what? Have they got risk? Is it risk? He's not in risky business. Weird science. Have they just got weird science? <laughs> and like really cleverly, like Forrest Gump star CGI'd him into this scene with Howard Stark. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> that seems oh, so- It comes wow. out of... In nowhere, it's so funny. It did provide the earliest laugh of the of the um, showing that scene because then he comes out of it and says the anagram for the you know the thing. 
bath, one person in there screaming, ha ha! And then everybody else started pissing themselves at him. <laughs> it was fantastic. Um, We're getting yeah, sidetracked. That was so like, odd. But yeah, but yeah, Captain's the bigger man. He shows that he was never going to kill I must admit, I thought that's where it was going to go down. And I was kind of hoping, I was like, when he, the line from the trailer where, you know, he's my friend, so was I, had that come full circle, had that been in that moment, and as either, Cap, either Winter Soldier's about to shoot, yeah, that would have worked better, Winter Soldier's about to shoot Iron Man, or vice versa, Cap throws himself in the middle, gets shot, and as he's looking at Tony, he says, and I always will be, Bosch basically does a, um, a Spock on this, and just, yeah. I think that would have given it the real impact it felt like it was driving at. Another thing that Marvel trailers are good at, using alternate takes for the trailers than they do in the movie. Mm-hmm. So in the movie, it's, he was my friend. So was I. In the movie, it's, he was my friend. So was I. Bam! Like, mm, mm-hmm. thank you for misleading me, Marvel. <laughs> I know, I know. Do you think Captain America should have died? I, Iron Man. I predicted it. I predicted Captain America going down. But then again, I thought Crossbones wouldn't die. So, you know. I also thought Hawkeye was going to go down, but I make that bet in every movie now. <laughs> well, the thing is, we knew War Machine wasn't going to go down because they showed him going down. Yeah, you wouldn't show that in the trailer. No, if he was, if you wouldn't he was show that in the trailer. So I predicted it was going to be Cap. I thought Cap was going to bite the dust and then we were going to be left with Bucky taking the shield yep. and figuring out whether he's worthy or not to be Captain America, mm-hmm. which would have led for an interesting... Um, like portrayal of the Bucky Barnes as Captain America in Infinity War Part 1 yeah. before the pair of the Infinity Gauntlet and presumably a character like I don't know Adam Warlock is able to bring Steve back from the dead we're now not dealing with that reality no. and that should that then shift to Infinity War Part 1 or wherever it ends up being called and Cap goes down in that one with no hope of being resurrected and not a clue. Infinity Gauntlet or Infinity War Part 2 the, the, the turning point is when Bucky Barnes turns up out of his cold freeze and he's the new Captain America. I, I just felt like some... I, I don't feel like someone had to die, but that was where I was like, just he had someone died, had someone gone down, and it really paid off and they'd really set it up well. I think after the Russos went back on killing um, Fury in yeah. Winter Soldier, he's like, Fury's dead, Fury's not dead. Like, I expected them to go, I would have been- oh no, this guy's dead. That's what I'm saying. That's where I, I was a little bit morbidly hoping for. This is where it starts looking more like comic books because no one ever really dies in comic books. And I suppose, you know, if if one way to get around that is no one ever dies, then okay. But it just it felt like it was time for a big hitter to go down. We expected it in Age of Ultron, didn't happen. We expected it here, didn't happen. Somebody's surely got to go down in Infinity War. Someone's got to make the self-sacrifice and, and, and get taken in. But... What it does leave us with now is the Secret Avengers, essentially. Yes. Um, Cap, at the end of the movie, comes to the raft, which was very cool, by the way. Yeah, that was really well and done. And I must admit, I was misled, because I thought, when Iron Man turned up the raft, I thought he was basically going to unleash some villains and basically go thunderbolts on, on Captain America's ass. That would like, be interesting. Having said that, not many Marvel villains are still alive. Yeah. I believe Abomination is, but that's about it. Most of them do um, die. Yeah, most of them do die. They're pretty efficient at dispatching their bad guys. Um, but no, that's where... When he turns up at the raft, that's where Hawkeye, Ant-Man and Falcon are, and Scarlet Witch as well. And Captain America comes and breaks them out at the end. Well, presumably breaks them out at the end of the movie. Well, he says locks and guards can be replaced. Yeah. Like, the guys... Captain America has single-handedly gone to the raft, knocked out all the guards and broken all the locks. Mm -hmm. I like that. He's a good guy, you see. Oh, he doesn't have his shield anymore. He gave back his vibranium shield to Iron Man. Did he? Yeah, he dropped it on the floor at the end of the oh. final confrontation. So presumably he's now gone back to his World War Two shield. So that's interesting. 
He'll get it back. He'll get it back. He's not the He'll get it back, but like he's down a vibranium shield and knowing yeah, yeah, how yeah. precious vibranium is outside um, of Wakanda. Having said that, in his post credit scene, he's in Wakanda. He's in Wakanda next to a giant vibranium panther statue. <laughs> It did that, look a bit stupid. It but looked, it was I thought cool. it was cool. I it was it. cool, but it did look very CGI. Well, I was like, yes, like, obviously. No, no, but I mean, like, it looked very CGI. It was like far too shiny. Although I liked how um, sort of like clinical and clean and technological Wakanda looked, and then it's just a jungle. Yes, it should, that's what it should be. Like a highly advanced tribe is what Wakanda should always be shown to be. Um, so yeah, we've now got. We're going to essentially have going forward and into Infinity War Part One at the very least. Official Avengers and Secret Avengers. Yeah. And that's essentially where we were at the end of Civil War anyway, other than we were minus a cap. Um, so, yeah, great movie. I don't know if it's top three. I think it's because that storyline displacement. When I see it again, I might end up liking it even more. But as, as, a, as a spectacle, it did everything that Batman vs Superman was trying to do, just did it ten times better. And, and it proves that the slow-burn approach to building the universe works, because then you can have movies like this where there is actual emotions, actual stakes. And, yeah, it was fantastic. Cannot oh. wait to see where we go next. Um, I will just say the post-credit scene should have been flipped because the Spider-Man was just... Oh, he's got a smartwatch. Yeah, With the traditional Spider-Man logo. I know, Yay. but I was just like... I didn't wait for all the credits just to see him have a new smartwatch. Yeah, but seeing the word Spider-Man will return. Yeah. You've got to admit, that's that's a little tingle. That cool. I'm like, yes. I know. And, yeah... And also, no Hulk or Thor, so... Well, got a they, re- they really restrained on having the two powerhouses who would end the fight immediately. Yeah, they so, really would. Yeah. yeah, so that means that now when we get to Thor Ragnarok, we haven't seen both of them for a while. We're not going to be burnt out to see basically one half of the Avengers. Yeah. So, woo! It's going to be good. Good, good job all round of Marvel. Yeah, well man. Done. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Like I said, it's top three Marvel movies for me. It's pretty high up in my own just ranking table, as it were. Yep. I just adored everything about it. I just think the action was great. The character, the, the thing that impressed me most was having 15 characters and clearly displaying all their motivations and emotions. And giving everyone a moment to shine. And Yeah, there wasn't, apart from maybe, maybe Sharon Carter, everybody had, been... had a, oh my God, that character did this moment. Hey, Sharon Carter, Paul Chris Evans. Oh my God, sorry, before we finish, can we talk about that amazing, the, basically the, the next big gif as it were. Oh, so like, yeah. So, similar to how in Force Awakens we had the BB-8 lighter thumbs up, Yeah. the next big gift for everybody is going to be uh, the reaction to Sharon Carter and and Steve Rogers finally hooking up, which is Bucky and Falcon in the VW just going... I mean, this is an audio medium, we're just doing the head we're nod. Just nodding. We're just the nodding. nod of approval. It was I so love fun. that moment. That's what I'm so saying, much. I just want them to stay... Can you move your chair forward? Nope. nope. <laughs> and then he just... <laughs> uh, just shifts over <laughs> again put them in a van have them solve mysteries uh, right well next up for Marvel is um, Doctor Strange it is. that's a while away next week Maggle there's X-Men Apocalypse but I have to make a confession I'm on holiday <laughs> <laughs> it's your team and you're on holiday I'm gonna be here an all inclusive holiday in Menorca <laughs> this, this would like me be like being lost in the wilderness when Guardians Volume 2 comes out I know I'm just gonna be lying in a pool drinking unlimited coke crying <laughs> mercilessly <laughs> I'm going to watch it day one I get back so we may have a slightly later than usual um, podcast on that one but trust me I'm coming I'm now thinking can Apocalypse truly be better than Civil War? It's got something to live up to. The trailers that. for Apocalypse, admittedly, on the big screen look 
fucking amazing. Yeah, they do look good. When Apocalypse is just fucking tearing shit up <laughs> yeah. and dragging cars and shit into the sky, it looks fucking immense. But it's got so much, so much to beat here. Yeah. Admittedly, in the same year that Winter Soldier came out, I still put Days of Future Past above it. You did, but I felt that was still more of a nostalgia trip than I think... Well, Apocalypse X-Men and my dudes... But, but, but that thing we're getting Apocalypse for the first time yes he's short which is really annoying <laughs> but apart from that we're getting Apocalypse we're getting all of these like all of these like basically the original X-Men and the, the first class X-Men meeting again it's going to be so good Magal I'm so hyped for it but I'm not going to be here for opening weekend. <laughs> uh, luckily, I won't go on the internet for a week and avoid all spoilers. Good work. Having said that, they gave away the biggest potential spoiler in the pissing trailer. Yeah. God damn, that annoyed me. I knew he was going to be there. You just didn't have to tell us. You just gone, oh, been nice surprise. Because it is literally in the contract that Fox signed all those years ago that Wolverine has to be in every single X-Men movie. Yep. But I was like, oh, I don't need... To. Then again, he wasn't in Deadpool, so, you know. But that wasn't an X-Men movie. True. And Hugh Jackman's X-Men, face yeah. was in there. So ah, yes, they did. It had X-Men that. in it, but it wasn't an X-Men branded movie. So That's true. There we go. So yeah, Apocalypse is up next. I'm tragically sad about that, but we'll get right into it. Hopefully it's as awesome as Civil War, because then fuck Batman vs. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that noise. There's no competition. That no, it's going to... Yeah. I'm still more excited for Apocalypse than I was for Civil War, admittedly, but... Anyway, we'll cross that on the next episode. Yeah. You can follow me on Twitter at the Guttridge. You probably don't want to go to the Guttridge log anymore. It's about to die. So there we are. Um, and of course, you can go on Facebook, Twitter, Minds, SoundCloud, all those good places and find us. MySpace, Bebo. <laughs> We're not that bad. Oh. Uh, Google Plus. <laughs> I'm fairly certain we have to have it because we have a Gmail, but we don't use it. <laughs> you and the rest of the world, man. Yay! Uh, so that's at FowlENT, that's FowlENT, and of course you can go to our website, FowlEntertainment.com. That's FowlEntertainment.com for a write-up of this year's uh, big hero versus hero battle so far, done by moi, and for when Darren inevitably jumps ship from his mm-hmm. own site and comes home to the family. Like Spider-Man coming back. I'm See you coming t- home, I'm <laughs> coming home. <laughs> Tell the world I'm coming home. See you next time! Yeah!